Real life, real people, real talk on Kingdom Talk. Welcome to Kingdom Talk, where we are sharing real stories from real people who've had real life victories. Join in on the talk with your host, Evangelist Anastasia Hayes, every week on Tuesday, as our guests share impactful stories about how they prevailed and triumphed over life's challenges. Hello, everyone. It's such a pleasure to be here again on another beautiful Tuesday. Uh, Welcome to Kingdom Talk, where we share real stories from real people who've had real-life victories. Um, So we have a special guest on today's show, and I am so excited to hear what it is that they have to share with us because they have an amazing story. It's impactful. It's real. um, And this is going to really uplift a lot of you out there that are listening. Okay, so here with us I have Jeff and Susan Coulter. Welcome, welcome to Kingdom Talk. How are you guys today? All doing fine, thank you. Very good, thank you. Amen, that's a blessing. Hey, guys. Uh, So Jeff and Susan Coulter have been married since 1987. Uh, Jeff Coulter was born in 1966 and is from Williamsburg, Ohio. Okay, he's a devout Christian throughout his early adulthood, and Jeff reached a crossroad with the death of his mother in 1988 and found himself turning away from God. Okay, uh, so he has a, a very impactful story that he's going to share with us right now. So, uh, Jeff, a little bit about your oh, and hi. the audience as well. Well, um, as my name is Jeff Coulter, and my wife, uh, Suzanne, is uh, we've been married since 1987, like you said. Uh, the start of my experience was in uh, 2014 when wow. I had a head-on crash and nearly lost my life as, uh, as a result of the crash. And my um, experience as far as being in a hospital and um, – Injured from the crash, I had a uh, series of emboli. Uh, one embolism had uh, uh, stopped my heart, and I died. I was on the verge of death, so to speak, and uh, experienced a pre- uh, a blackness and a void and was on the verge and the cusp of going to hell. And that was even after all my uh, Christian exp- experience and... The one thing that I took back with me when I came back from the experience was the complete absence of the presence of God was the largest factor that I felt when I experienced that. My mind. The fear, wow. the fear that the fear that I experienced from that absolute, absolutely no presence of God whatsoever, and there was a demonic and evil presence there. And I heard laughing and growling as if they won my soul. Mm. I had been I had been a, a backslidden Christian for approximately 25 years, 
And in 2014, shortly after that, I had uh, turned it all around. I, uh, when I came back from that, I had repented and uh, turned my life back over to God. And uh, I haven't looked back since. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, I was um, taking some time, and I actually I watched your video and everything. And um, your your story, I was just listening, and it really, really um, – it, it was very impactful. Like I, I was just imagining everything, like everything you were describing from what happened to your arm and, you know, the cops being there and your, your, your wife was there every step of the way, you know, it's just, it's just really amazing to see that you survived some, some of those things and to hear, you know, you testify that um, the doctors, you know, even the doctors were saying, you know, one out of 20 people don't ever survive something like this, you know, so, you know, your heart stopped, right? Absolutely. Uh, half. Well, uh, Susie, I believe it was half my heart, wasn't it? Yes. We saw that in the medical reports. They never were really forthcoming with the severity of the situation, but I could sense that it was pretty severe when we were going through it. So, uh, Susie, like, I know, were you, you were part of the, the, act, the, the tragedy as well, right? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, like, I, it, what was your experience? Like, what, what, what happened to you? Did you black out or? Well, I wasn't actually in the crash, um, okay. in the accident. I got the phone call that he was being um, airlifted to the hospital. That's when I first knew about the accident. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and what was yeah. going through your mind when all of this was taking place? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, tell me a little bit about your experience. Well, when I got the call, it was actually from a a local pastor um, who I didn't know, and he was telling me that Jeff wanted me to call um, or wanted him to call me and let me know what was going on and that he was being taken down to University of Cincinnati Hospital. So I immediately took care of things at the house and then got in my car, and um, I called our daughter first and let her know because she was close to the hospital she could get there first and then I called my mom and my mom is a huge prayer warrior and I knew that she would just get the prayer chain going and that's exactly what she did so then I just Mm. rushed to the hospital and it was it's about an hour drive from our house and the whole way I just kept praying God please don't take him God please don't take him I did not want to be a widow in my mid-40s it just was not something that I really wanted to experience so, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I, I had um, to stop myself quite a few times along the way from speeding and because I didn't want to endanger someone else, somebody else's life or my life by driving recklessly. So I just calmed myself yeah. as much as I could and listened to um, Christian music on the way, um, huge proponent of K-Love, not to give them a plug on your radio show, but it just, it uplifted me so much. And I still remember the songs to this day that I was just praising and worshiping to on the way to the hospital. Amen. 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 Yeah. You know, that's, that's, you know, I just want to, first of all, I just want to say, I give God thanks um, mm-hmm. that Jeff, that Jeff survived, you know, I, I give mm-hmm. God thanks because, you know, when he was mentioning that when he was having, I would call it his near to death experience. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was saying that he, he, he did not feel God's presence. It was just nothing but void, and he could hear yeah. laughing in the background. He saw like a snake, um, and he knew for a fact that he was in a place that he would have been, probably never imagined himself being. And I'm so grateful that God saved him and gave him another chance. And, you know, the word of God talks about it. To those who are listening, the backsliders belong to him. And I tell you this right now. If you are um, someone who loves God and you're you're on fire for God, and then one day you decide that, you know what, you're going to turn away from him. Remember, that relationship that you had with him, God did not forget it. And he's going to find a way to get your attention. And, oh, and yeah. you know, Jeff, I, uh, based upon your testimony, I see in how God saved you from something that could have been eternity. Amen? And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. Amen. I am absolutely grateful that he saved you from eternal death because that's exactly what you were experiencing. And God was just showing you that that's what it looks like. <laughs> Amen? He was giving yeah. you a taste of it. Praise God. Right. Praise God. I, I guess it could be loosely equated to the event horizon on a black hole, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was, I, I didn't spend 23 minutes in hell to not to plug another book or anything like that. I, I can only yeah. testify to my experience. I cannot, yeah. uh, I can only tell you what I saw, what I felt and I didn't experience flames of hell, but I think it was just the final tap on the shoulder that God was giving me and saying, Hey, yeah, he gave you're going to have yeah. to, you're, you're simply going to have to, uh, uh, make a decision one way or another. And because there was two or three, maybe even four times before this crash that, that God was trying to get my attention. I was always a devout Christian. Very, my, my mother and I were very close prayer warriors. And when she died, I lost uh, a huge, part of my world and if it hadn't been for my wife Susie I I, I probably would have not survived today or the, the event I just was that depressed and proof uh, proof in that was after all these years of being a chronically depressed person and because of it and mad at God and angry and bitter at God and, and just uh, running away running away from God and the whole gambit uh and I'm reminded of the old hymn that God was there patiently waiting in line. He was there all the time. And then I finally reached a place to where I realized that. I finally realized that. And I uh, I haven't looked back since. Um, we wrote about our experience first and have been uh, ministering through books and uh, also, uh, diverse ministries throughout as we go along. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. Um, so what I want to um, ask you quickly, uh, Jeff, is at what age did you give your life to the Lord? Seven. Originally seven. Seven years of age. Seven years old? The, okay. Yeah. We were attending the uh, Grandview Church of God in Chattanooga, Tennessee on the mountain on Suck Creek Mountain on Suck Creek Road. <laughs> Reverend Avery Hodge. I'll never forget it. <laughs> Avery Hodge, wow. Or wait um, a minute. Well, I don't know his first name. Grady Hodge. I beg your pardon. Grady Hodge. Uh, it's funny. I Grady can't remember Hodge. my own name, but I can remember all the way back when I was seven years old. 
Now, Pat, you got a Pat really good memory. Long term, short term, I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I so can remember stuff when I was seven. two, but two minutes ago, I can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The age of seven, you gave your life to the Lord, and uh, you know, you said that you backflipped for for 25 years. So, what age did your mother um, pass away, and 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 when did you realize that you know what I don't want to serve God anymore? Or like, you know, kind of tell me a little bit about that because. You know, it's important that, you know, people know, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, if, if you're going to commit your life to the Lord, you, you got to really commit yourself to the Lord and, mm-hmm. and don't leave his pathway because the devil's out there, you know, he's out there, and he's just waiting oh. for that opportunity. So kind of tell us a little mm-hmm. bit how, how, how it all started. Well, I'll, I'll touch base on it, and then I'll let uh, Susie uh, elaborate on it. Um, I was in my early 20s, so she uh, was uh, 88, correct? And mm-hmm. and a uh, year after we were married, and I was in my early 20s and started to wander through temptations, drinking, starting to waver, wander, wander, and I uh, was alone in our townhouse bedroom one day and I I literally had uh, heard the Holy Spirit speak to me in the back of my mind, so to speak, or my heart. And the scripture where it says you can't serve two masters plainly came to mind and it was just spoken to me as plainly as I am speaking to you now. And my response was, Arrogantly and bitterly, then I will not serve God. Mm. Oh my gosh. And that's a bold statement to make, to be honest with you. I just recently yeah, made a video is. about it. Really it. Arrogant, to say the least. And I was that bitter. Oh my gosh. I thumbed my nose at God. And uh, moving forward, approximately, well, that was uh, yeah, it was, it was about twenty-five years, give or take. Uh, I finally decided that I wasn't going to serve God. I wasn't going to live for God. I wasn't going to go to church. There was times of hot and cold going to church, trying to revitalize my relationship with God. In fact. I confided in one of the ministers that I was uh, consulting with and uh, counseling with, should I say, and I told him about a real rudimentary dream I had where a bright glowing orb was in a pitch black atmosphere or room environment, and it was expanding, slash and contracting, expanding and contracting, and then finally it just collapsed in on itself to a dull, dismal gray, barely dimly lit. And what I gathered from that was it was my spirit trying to burst it to life again, and I wasn't letting it. I was smothering it. So that was my that was my take on it. And then from there on, uh, yeah, that was that was the kind of the message I got, and as I was trying to 
revitalize my uh, Christianity, revitalize my relationship with Christ. The Holy Spirit was trying to tell me, "Hey, you're 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 smothering me. You're you're um, sorry. I'm trying to figure it. I'm trying to remember the word I used. No, it's uh, fine. It's fine. Um, It escapes me, uh, Susie. I, I, I guess you could elaborate more on that from there on out from our marriage. Yeah, there were different times when we would go back to church. Um, I never lost faith in God, not to the extent that Jeff did, um, but getting him back involved in church and going with me to church was very difficult. Um, our our daughter was. Uh, as a teenager, we went. Her and I attended a church, and she was baptized um, in the church and was growing her faith in God. But Jeff was—he was on the outskirts. He just didn't want to have anything to do with it. Oh so I, I just kept as strong as I could um, with my faith and just doing the best I could. And honestly, I think that's what really helped us when he had the accident was because I did have that strong relationship in order to overcome the um, the negativity and the bad experience that we had. Well, well, that's a blessing, Susie, because that's something I actually wanted to ask you because, you know, um, oftentimes, you know, sometimes when – in a marriage, you know, if the, the husband is kind of like backsliding or the husband's not really standing up the way he should, the wife kind of sometimes follow along. I'm not going to say all of the time, but I wanted to ask you that, like, how did you take it? Like, as he was going through um, this experience of just basically just don't want to have anything to do with God, were you kind of falling into it too? Like, oh my gosh, is the God that I'm serving real or you know, but you stood up strong and you kept on praying. So you were praying for him even in the midst of um, this crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was very saddened and very um, disappointed that he wasn't leading the family, like being the head of the household to lead the family and going to church. But I am a really independent and strong person myself. And so that's Amen. what just kept me, it kept me very very focused on God and never, I never blamed God. I never, um, never stopped loving God because I knew he never Praise stopped God. loving me. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. So you, yeah. you continue to go to church um, and you continue to seek prayer for him during, during those times as well. Oh yes. Yes. That's really good. And in, in those times you mentioned you have a daughter, she was also um, committing her life to the Lord as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's amazing. So even in, yeah. in in the midst of that, you can see in which God was still working. You know, um, and sometimes mm-hmm. we don't always understand the mind of God because the Word of God said His thoughts is higher than our thoughts, His ways are higher than our ways. So sometimes we don't know what He's doing in the midst of something that we're going through, in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of a trial or a testing. Amen. Mm-hmm. He was still using yeah. you in His own way, um, mm-hmm. and that that's powerful. That really is powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that 25 years was the, you would say about 25 years you were away from God. That's a pretty long time. 
right? But you were kind of back and forth, back and forth, trying to revitalize your walk with the Lord, but it, it just wasn't there. So would you say that the tragedy that you experienced really gave Sorry, I lost you. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep, lost you. Sorry, I lost you there. Okay, no problem. Um, I was saying that you say you were away from the Lord for almost about 25 years, right? Correct. Okay. Would you say, because um, you said you would go to church, you know, every now and then to kind of revitalize your walk with the Lord, but um, there was still something in you that just felt, so bitter. You were bitter inside. That's what you mentioned, right? I had a lot of baggage, just to, to sum it up in uh, layman's terms. I was carrying around a lot of baggage, a lot yeah. of bitterness. So would you say that the the incident that you experienced, was it like a wake-up call for you? Would you say that was the moment that you said, okay, I really, really need to draw back to God. I need to have that relationship with him. Well, yeah. They, we all know that God's a jealous God, and he had a lot of plans for me and I was rejecting him, grieving the spirit and grieving him and ignoring him and running away from him. And, and, uh, purposely it was like uh, a small child, small child trying to hide from his uh, parents. I mean, his, uh, it was just that, uh, that, that rudimentary description. And, um, God just, I just did, he did not want me to die in my sins. And that was where I was heading which was obvious from where I almost ended up. And I uh, absolutely uh, was hot and cold the whole time. Uh, it was only maybe one or one instance where uh, I truly was almost ready to uh, go back. But a lot of, a lot of my uh, uh, past cynicism prohibited me from, uh, uh, dealing with people very well, I, you know. I was uh, I was a retired. I'm a retired police officer, so I uh, I had I was had a very strong cynical attitude toward people. Uh, so much so that I I just um, I I was just joking with a a, call, a a brother from church the other day. They're all everyone was a liar except the one I didn't catch. <laughs> That was Uh-oh. that was how cynical I was. Everybody, everybody you know, ninety nine out of a hundred were liars. It was just the one I hadn't caught yet. <laughs> so oh that was gosh, pretty wow. much it. That's how bad it was. I mean, I just oh I had my no gosh. faith. In, wow. <laughs> uh, why are you breathing my air? That's that's how cynical I was. It was just uh, a world of literally a thin blue line. It was us and them, uh, you know, and that was just how cynical uh, it is on the other side of the of the thin blue line. And uh, I was that bad, and then some. So wow. Uh, so wow. So would you say your faith has grown since since then? Like, has your like how has your faith grown since then? Uh, leaps and bounds since uh, since 2014. It's been a steady growth. We went back to uh, the church that we were married in. And have taken it one day at a time. Like I said, I had a lot of baggage. I did nothing in terms of ministry in the church because I had a lot of uh, regrowing to do growing up. 
uh, healing to accomplish, and I didn't do anything for around three years uh, after I went back to church. I started uh, cooking with the uh, in the with, uh, volunteering with the men's breakfast at church, and I think that was more therapeutic than anything. Um, <laughs> it was just uh, a, a rudimentary ministry that I was led to help out with. And I have evolved and healed, and God has helped us both grow in our relationship in and out of church, has healed our marriage, has healed our mm, relationship wow. with him. Praise there God. was one point that uh, we uh, we physically separated for about six months. I went and got an apartment, and that's how close we were. To lo- I was to losing it all. Oh, my God. Wow. Year, it was around year 19, wasn't it, Susie? Yeah, we were. It was um, in 2006, so it was it was well prior to the crash. But that's how rocky our relationship was at that point. Susie, I can yeah. Susie, I can imagine that you were so devastated with this. Um, oh my gosh, I like you. You have to understand that I'm picturing all of this. You know, because I, mm-hmm. I like to imagine things. Um, I like to picture things and, and see how it's all taking place. But I'm picturing all of this. Daisy, when did you see the change in Jeff? When did you realize that, you know, God is answering my prayers and he's, he's you know, he's, my husband's coming back. He's coming back. Like, when did you really see the change? Because before it was, he had a lot of baggage that he was carrying around and your marriage was kind of rocky. Uh, when did you mm-hmm. really see the change in Jeff? Well, the first sign that I saw uh, was actually when he was in the hospital. We had kind of, he had recovered a little bit from the pulmonary embolisms. And um, I was actually, I was staying in the hospital with him. So I would sleep there. And I was sleeping and I remember hearing the television on in the background of my mind and hearing gospel music and a preacher Mm. and gospel singing and praising and worshiping. And I opened my eyes to become more awake. And it was Jeff watching the gospel show. And that was the first sign that he was coming back to to a relationship with God and coming back to the man that I married. Yeah. You have to understand. I, I was petrified. I have, I have experienced fear uh, both man and boy, and as a cop, I've experienced some pretty scary things, but this was, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. The God, the Father, binds everything together right down to the molecular level, to put it in uh, scientific terms as, as best I can. He binds everything down to the atomic level. And I was in a place where that didn't exist. I can't express to you the fear that I felt from being away from that that uh, that comfort, that uh, that uh, stability, the commonality. It was gone. It was like uh, the known physical laws were gone. I mean, it was God to, to put it on the other end of the this other side of the explanation. But in a spiritual sense, the foundation was gone, and it, there I, I cried out to Jesus, and He wasn't there. He wasn't there, and uh, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No, nope. 
But so that was TBN, I think we were. I, I had started. I had found TBN or something on TV. There was an old preacher I had found from back in the day, and he was a preacher that was uh, TV evangelist that was able to quote scriptures uh, right off the top of his head, and that's what I was listening to first. And then I started listening to some others probing. And uh, there was an old to one. Billy Graham. No, no. This I'm okay. sorry. He was. He was a silver. I know Billy Graham. He was uh, a TV evangelist, but he was a silver hair. He is a silver haired fellow. I don't even know if it was an old rerun. At back then, oh, okay. I couldn't tell you. But he was reading scriptures off the top of his head, and I was just needed to hear the word of God, and that's what I found. And then one program I remember, I do remember seeing that it was that old was uh, a young lady had met a man on a plane, and Long story short, it turned out the man she was talking to was Jesus. So <laughs> it was a modern yeah. modern rendition of that, and I'm into that. And there's a lot of old shows. It's, it's kind of like a time warp um, uh, from one's, uh, one realm, uh, well, not realm, but one uh, experience with Christianity. You go away for a while, and then you come back, and it's all different. And it's just, it was just weird. It, yeah, it, was TV. it so, is. It's true. It's so true. It's so true. It's, you know, the closer, the closer you can get to God, the better. Um, mm-hmm. So, so what is your perspective on life now? Like how, how has God changed your perspective on how you see life today? Now that you've been delivered and set free, you are where you are today. You are a brand new man. Um, how's, how's your perspective on life has changed? How has God opened your eyes to life? I live every week. What are some goals? I, I, I live every waking moment praying without ceasing. I'm always praying in the back of my mind now. I mm-hmm. minister to people. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I was just uh, communicating with someone from social media who uh, is obviously having uh, an issue, and uh, I reached out to that person. We have diverse ministries, uh, aspects of our ministry, JNS, JNS ministries, uh, and uh, our goal at this point is has been to write about our story and write uh, different books and uh, testify in that manner and minister in that manner. And we actually have a uh, another iron in the fire right now. I don't really want to release anything on that because I'm still waiting on some plans, but uh, there is another diverse uh, aspect of our ministry that's about to transpire. But okay. We, we speak, um, we like to speak to Teen Challenge. We both have a relationship with Teen Challenge, uh, uh, a tender place in our heart for Teen Challenge. I through police work in uh, uh, an old church they used to visit that uh, I attended. And Susie, you, you want to explain your relationship with Teen Challenge? Uh, yeah, when I was a teenager and my brother was 13 months younger than I was, um, he was into drug abuse and drug use. And so he did some things that... Um, caused him to not be back in our home anymore. Okay. And he, he, he basically had to stay. He was sent to a halfway house because 
he stole a car and went out of state and he, he just didn't have a license or anything. So my parents said, no, you need to just stay away from for a little while to get your, your head on straight. So he went to the halfway house and that really helped him. And so ever since then, I've, I've had a place in my heart for um, drug abuse and people who just have a difficult time with alcohol and drug abuse and that kind of thing. So uh, that's, a blessing. That's, where my, that's, a blessing. that's where my my relationship comes in with that. Well, there's, there's, there's actually one thing that we need to mention, too. Uh, shortly after I came home and in January of the following year, Susie's brother committed suicide. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, we, yeah, it was uh, January of that next year, wasn't it, hon? Yeah, it was 2015, January 2015. Oh, wow. So I, I just started, I just come home and was only home for a while, and I, uh, I was, uh, excuse my hillbilly terminology, but I was still gimped up, and uh, I think I had just started sleeping in the bed again. And we got a midnight call from uh, her mother. Mm-hmm. was contacted by family and uh, he had uh, committed suicide. He'd been going through a lot of chronic pain and, and he committed I believe, suicide? Mm-hmm. Yes, he, yeah, he did, yeah. It was January of that, that next was, year. That was it? There was, was anyone, um, was he seeking counseling or? Not at the time, no. Was he seeking no. counseling or uh, anything like that? No? No, he... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. He visited um, family because, well, he lived in Virginia, so he was about eight or nine hours away from us. But we had seen him that summer, and we could tell something was going on. He he wasn't acting right. He was in a lot of pain, and he just wasn't thinking right. We knew that. And my he stayed with my parents, and they talked to him, and they thought they had gotten him a little bit straightened out with his thinking and where he was going to go, but it was only short-lived. He had so much chronic pain from back surgeries and from motorcycle accident, and because of his history of drug abuse, he got hooked on painkillers. And, okay. And once, once the painkillers started wearing off and they didn't help his pain anymore, the doctors would not give him any more and we're not helping him. So he felt like he just wasn't getting any help. And um, he was afraid to seek counseling because of his job. He was afraid he was going to be ostracized and without work. And he was the main supporter of his family. And he just didn't feel like he could risk any of that by seeking any help. And that oh was, God. that was his solution. He, he felt he believed the lie from the devil that yeah. every, everyone would be better without him. Oh, my gosh. Oh my I remember gosh. I recently did a private reading in a YouTube video, and uh, I read that chapter that I wrote and was reminded of his, uh, my brother-in-law's visit to the hospital when I was in ICU. And uh, I remember... So I'm so glad to see him. In fact, I remember telling him, uh, I, 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 I kind of shouted out, so there's a face I thought I'd never see again. I reached out and shook his hand. And that kind of uh, 
stayed with me when I was reading it and it really bothered me because uh, moving forward to January that next year, I wouldn't see him again. So I, uh, I just uh, wanted to mention that, that as an aspect of all the things that we were going through, not just me, not just Susie going through the tra- trauma and the tragedy that I was going through, she was also experiencing her own personal tragedy with her brother, not just with her husband. So it was, uh, it was a lot you, of you stuff guys, going on. You guys, at the, you guys had a lot going on. Yep. And yeah, you did. know, it was only by the grace of God. It was only by the grace of God because, you know, that I'm telling you, that's like something that the devil likes to use. Uh, when you're going through the worst, when you're going through the worst of the worst in your life, that's when he likes to come to your mind and start messing with your mind. That's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. At one point, did you felt like you wanted to commit suicide, Jeff? I thought about it uh, when I was at the tail end of my police career, and. Uh, I don't know if it was just shortly after I had started treatment for chronic depression. It was kind of a gray area at that time. I was really uh, having issues uh, with my uh, mindset. And I I, I thought about it. I I mean, I uh, was sitting there one time at – during a lunch break, I would, would come home since I lived in my jurisdiction. And uh, I, I literally thought about it at the time. I was that depressed. And uh, that's not really the thing to think about when you have a forty caliber Smith & Wesson strapped to your head. Yeah. A lot of cops go through that. No, I actually, the only thing that stopped me was my uh, family. I didn't want to leave my family. Okay. So Praise God. I was deep God. deep into a backslidden state then, but the only thing that really kept me from doing it was uh, my kids okay, and, my, well, and, my, and my my wife. Pardon me. I said I'm glad you did. From enemy, I'm. Yeah. So you're you said you you enjoy. And uh, so you guys have a lot of books out there. Uh, what what book do you have that you wrote that you want to tell the audience about? Susie, you want to go ahead and talk about our testimony? Well, the, the first book that we wrote was um, the one that narrates all the way from my childhood and Jeff's childhood and how we met and married and subsequent um, experiences through our marriage and then goes through the accident and everything that we went through with the accident. And um, that one is until death do you part a story of hope, faith, and love. And we titled it that way because we both never wanted to be divorced, even though we had um, separated, we never wanted to be you know, multiple marriages, we, we both believed that once we were married, that's who we were married to, and, and that's how we started our marriage out, um, and that's the way we wanted to end. So that's why we titled it that, but it goes through everything we went through, and, and I took notes, actually, when I was in the hospital, one, because I wanted to be able to remember what the doctors were telling me, and what was going on, 
but I um, wanted to, to then put it on paper and to be able to bless other people because they needed to hear what our testimony was. Amen. And, Amen. and, and to be able to even touch one person and to be able to have them turn to God instead of away from God to basically kind of see what we went through and what we experienced. That was the main goal of writing the book was just to um, even have one person be blessed. And we have done that above and beyond above with and that, beyond. with that That's first book. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we freely give a uh, PDF version of that away on our website, which is jnsministries.org or, you can get to our book page at janusbooks.com. But janusministries.org is the primary website. Um, it's a, a PDF version that's free on our donation page. You you do not have to leave a donation. Uh, now, we do have other books we retail, but we, 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 we give those away periodically during holidays. Christmas time, you can pretty much count on the word of my e-books being uh, free of charge because that's just – the type of giving spirit we want to do, and and it's, it's and really it's, good. And it's real, realistically, it's good for marketing, but from a from a blessing standpoint, I like to do it. That's just the way my mama raised me. You know, just give away stuff, and I just gave away two <laughs> old fishing post mm-hmm. poles to uh, two boys that just walked by uh, a few days ago, and I was cleaning the boat, and uh, that my son had bought me because I can't hike anymore. I got bad hips, so he he bought us a boat for our anniversary, and. Um, the two boys uh, were walking by, and they uh, you know, they were really excited because I gave them two old fishing poles. So that's a, just the type of giving heart my mom raised me to have. No, that's a blessing. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's it's, a it's, blessing. Um, it is because yeah. you never know what those two and boys are going to grow up and do, and they look back on that day. Hey, that, that Jeff guy gave us two fishing poles. He was really nice to us. Maybe we ought to be nice to somebody else. And yeah. I told them that Jesus loved them very much, and that's that's the type of stuff that uh, young young boys will take with them the rest of their lives. And uh, that's that's a, an aspect of our ministry. And uh, the other books that we I, I wrote, uh, I subsequently wrote uh, Angels Unaware, which is a uh, Christian fiction. All of our books are faith based. And it's uh, important that people know. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, there's always a message in those of stemming from the the, the faith, hope, and love aspect. Uh, we're I wrote a couple, uh, two sci-fi Christian books. I never thought I would write science fiction and Christianity in the same uh, book, but I did. I did. it was just uh, something that just came to me to do the storyline. It's called the Yesterday Christ, and then the Yesterday Christ Genesis, and then. Uh, through all that, I stopped in the middle of writing some books and wrote a chill, small children's uh, storybook called Little Jeffrey. It's a picture of my son when he was a little uh, child on the front cover of that. And uh, it, the one what we're about to release now, and Susie's editing for me right now, is uh, The Thin Blue Cross, which is about two police officers and their Christianity and their relationship with God as police officers through trials of the job and blend the relationship in church and with Christ is related to police work and some of the things they go through internally and externally and um, politically and, 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 and religiously. And 
that will be released probably in about another 30 days, probably the 1st of May, something huh? like that. Um, um, if you don't want me to ask, how many books have you have you and your wife uh, written so far? Um, six, maybe. Six They're books? on Amazon okay. and Barnes & Noble and mm-hmm. a few other retailers, okay. smashwords.com. I went with Smashwords. Uh, uh, We originally were on CreateSpace, uh, self-published there, but Amazon bought them, and they don't quite go through as many third-party retailers as they used to since Amazon acquired that uh, company. So I published them on Barnes & Noble and also Smashwords, which would incorporate a large large, uh, group of those uh, of the third-party retailers like uh, Apple or uh, I'm I'm not I'm sorry I'm not an Apple person so it's iTunes I guess <laughs> it's all good it's all good yeah. you, you have to know what you like <laughs> yeah I, but um, there's so... one last book that we had just we haven't really even put pencil to paper on it we've got a preliminary uh, idea it's another book we're going to write together if uh, do you want to comment on that one honey well, it's just things that we've seen um, even through our marriage or part of a counseling side um, to help young couples or couples that are struggling in marriage. Um, anywhere from their dealing with their kids and we're just more of an advice thing and also um, just some things we've seen in church that uh, – Today's church, specifically ours, but the church has got church. away from. Yeah, yeah. It, it has gotten away from it, some of the traditional um, experiences that need to happen in church. And it, it's been kind of lost through the years. So we would kind of want to mention those again. It's, 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 a, it's going to be a, a mutual project between the two of us again. For the most part, she's uh, since our first book she's uh my chief uh editor-in-chief <laughs> she, mm-hmm. she edits <laughs> books because i can't spell the it or cat without a dictionary so um this as kind of goes back to what i said before i fear in 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 theory time jumped from one state of Christianity or one atmosphere of Christianity to another. And um, I am a blast from the past. And now that I'm starting to grow and get back into my, uh, a strong walk with Christ, I think it's time for me to, uh, for us to uh, take on this project and discuss things from uh, the differences between um, how things are uh, co- done and completed in your walk with Christ uh, then as versus now, things that are forgotten, fall away. Really, it's uh, from uh, protocol and decorum to uh, uh, all the way to uh, spirituality and salvation and marriage. It's going to be it's going to be quite a project. We really haven't even come up with a title of it yet, but it's it's the next project we're working on as soon as we get this one published. Great, you know, um, no, um, because you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes we feel like we we should key or maybe it may 
you know, our our human or fleshly mind would say it's probably not important. Who would care about this? No, but the world needs to know. You know, whatever mm-hmm. that God has allowed you to see with your own eyes, the world needs to know. Praise God. Yes. Um, another quick Certainly. question I want to ask both of you is, you know, what kind of impact would you like to make? I'm sorry, you kind and of he's giving cut off you, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's giving you a second chance. The topic is, you know, uh, when God gives you a second chance to life, you know, he's giving you a second chance to life. But what do you, what's your, your plans on um, making an impact in this world? What would you like to, to do moving forward? Simply to witness to as many people as we can about our testimony and also the good news of Jesus Christ. It's dirt simple. Uh, that, that aspect of our message is just, just that dirt simple. Uh, uh, very simple. I uh, just witnessed his salvation and, and the root core uh, verse to our ministry is Second Corinthians 5.17 and that's everything in Christ can be made new and that's the root of our message. We have a huge uh, online presence. I was just uh, ministering to people from India this morning. Their evening. Wow. Uh, just Interacting with that, people from Pakistan, South Africa, Eastern Africa. A few will pop in from here and there, but uh, uh, that's the the outreach that we have. Reach as many people wow. as we possibly can, and that's the avenue. That's, really that's the direction amazing. that we're going. And there's some other things too. That I think that Susie was going to, that it, uh, was getting involved with as well. That's really, really great. Um, I'm glad to hear, you know, we need we need more people to stand up and, and, and let people know about salvation and about Jesus Christ because, you know, a lot of people are out there trying to commit suicide. A lot of people are out there on drugs. A lot of people are, are not aware that there is a real hell, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and that there is a real heaven, you know, and that there is a real God who cares about them and loves them. So, you know, I'm I'm really excited for the project that you guys are working on. Um, and, you know, I pray that it will be very, very successful, and it will. You know, I decree right mm-hmm. now that it will be successful. It, it mm-hmm. shall touch life. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, Amen. And, and, and yes. so, praise God. Susie, um, what's your intake? What's your I'm intake sorry. about, um, yes, what's your intake? Kind of cut out there. I'm sorry, you cut out. I think I lost you. Hey, there you go. Hang on. Yeah, it's it's broken. Okay, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. So I was asking you, um, uh, Susie, um, how mm-hmm. how has your um, story changed lives? Um. Go ahead. Basically, just witnessing to whoever I can, um, helping Jeff as to be his helpmate with um, writing the books and editing the books, and also um, I do a lot with um, a ministry at church, and um, so mine is not specifically um, like a hands-on. I'm more of a support person, so to speak. Okay. Um, okay. Like I, I do ministry in the church, 
and because of the ministry that I touched. So that's really good. You know, two can't walk unless they agree. You know, on this journey we see in what shows as, you know, uh, the great leaders that I know about today and we hear about um, in the Bible. You know, even God, because, um, you know, Moses is scared. Uh, so, you know, it's always good to have someone by your side that's heading in the same direction who can help to support you and comfort you and encourage you and also pray for you and pray with you, mm-hmm. you know? So that's mm-hmm. really, really a blessing. And uh, Jeff, Jeff is absolutely grateful to have you in his life. You know, um, mm-hmm. you really have to stand as strong as a woman of God and a woman of faith. And, you know, that is really awesome. Because like I said, something like that, your average person probably thrown in the top. You, you stood strong yeah. in faith and you kept praying and you kept standing strong. And it's all all the baggage. You still. And so I want to encourage um, for women out there who are going through uh, struggles in your marriage or whatever the case may be, stand strong in God. Stand strong in God. Mm-hmm. Do not lose faith. Do not lose hope because I'm telling you this, when God comes through for you, he comes through. And he comes mm-hmm. through when you least expect it. And we see clearly with these two couples how he's performed a magnificent miracle in their life. Amen. And now they're mm-hmm. able to share Amen. it with the world. Amen. So, yeah. um, Susie Amen. and Jeff, tell us the book about your book, the name of your book, and where uh, can individuals uh, find it once again. Tell the audience where your book is and where they can find it. Um, our testimony is Until Death Do You Part, a story of faith, hope, and love. It's available through Amazon and also uh, Barnes and & Noble, and also on smashwords.com. Primarily all that is incorporated on our website, jnsministries.org. That's uh, J and an N and an S, J-N-S. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> okay. that's for Jeff and Susie. So also jnsbooks.com will take you directly. I, hung, I, I uh, kept that domain to direct and directed that to our books page. So... Uh, a free a free PDF, like I said, is available on our website on our donation page. You do not have to leave a donation; it's freely uh, available. Okay. Okay. Praise God. Thank you so much, Jeff and Susie, for sharing your book. Uh, so, once again, audience, uh, definitely check their website out. Radio Kingdom Empowerment Inc. BlogTalkRadio.com. If you would like to have access to their book, and you're more than welcome to leave a donation, but they're offering their PDF version free. Okay, so to read about their story, get inspired, get encouraged, be uplifted, and live mm-hmm. a life for Jesus Christ. Do not come out of His sight because the devil is out there like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And if you give him an opportunity to devour you, he will. So stay close to the Lord. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be closing out. Okay, and um, do you guys have any final words that you want to share with the audience, Susie and Jeff? Um, just remember to keep looking up because God's looking down. That's just his, uh, he's always just a <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. What yeah. about you, Susie? Um, just stay close to God, love him, and he loves you back like you would not even imagine. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. So I want to thank you, Jeff and Susie, for being a part of the Kingdom Talk Show. It was such a blessing to hear the story that you had to share with us. And Jeff, I thank you that God gave you life. 
mm-hmm. like to share your thank you and thank you thank you.